the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Good morning and welcome to Healthcare Now, Central Florida's number one healthcare radio show. I'm John Kelly, publisher of the Orlando Medical News. Joining me this morning are my co-host, Mark Chayat, MD, and Larry Jones. Dr. Mark is a pediatric surgeon. He has practiced medicine in Central Florida since 1997. He is the president of Pediatric Surgery PA and the chairman and co-founder of the Integrated Independent Physicians Network. Larry Jones is the executive director of the Integrated Independent Physicians Network and CEO of Independent Healthcare Partners, headquartered in Maitland, Florida. The IPA, known as IPN, is a 1,000-physician, multi-specialty physician network throughout 12 counties in Central Florida. Its core mission is to provide the tools and programs allowing physicians to compete in today's healthcare environment. Dr. Mark, we spent the end of last week's show talking about pharmaceutical and drug issues and the impact drug costs have had on health care outcomes in the U.S., especially with noncompliance. Can you pick up there, sir? You know, I think we're going to be talking about this over and over in the course of, like, many of our shows. It's just such a huge expense. When you look at some of the uh, – some companies have sort of self-insurance. and They manage their own employees' health care so they're actually you know, carrying the bottom dollar. We were t- talking uh, earlier about a recent study that showed companies over a two-year period spent $2.5 billion just to treat employees with common ailments such as asthma, diabetes, hypertension, mental health, substance abuse, back disorders, just for meds, $2.5 billion. And, Larry, we were talking before the show today about a really interesting story that you had. I wanted to ju- yeah. jump into that. Yeah, we had a listener call in after our show last week uh, talking about uh, pharmacy. And it's a patient that is uh, an osteoporosis patient. And twice a year, she gets an injection called Prolia. Prolia, right. And it's a denosumab is the generic name. Well, she found out that if she goes... The, her physician said, go buy the drug and bring it to me, and I'll give you the injection. And she found it was over $1,300 for Just that for the drug, drug. Yeah. twice a year. Yeah. And then she found out if she went to an infusion center that her Part B Medicare benefits would not only cover the the price of the shot, but also the injection. And if she had a supplement, it would cover her copay. So she... So, so let, me, let me lay this out. So she goes out and spends her own cash. Right. It's 1300 1300 And then you have to go somewhere and have it, which would probably just an office Another visit office or visit. something. Yeah. And, I mean, I know in, in some realms that can actually, an, an injection office visit can not be so cheap either. Exactly. But if she goes to an infusion center 
directly, they can access the medication yes. and deliver it. It's considered specialty pharmacy then, under Part B. So that's under Part B, Medicare. it's, it's yep. covered with 20% copay. That's right. And I tell you, I found, uh, I actually asked her to send me, send me your EOB and let me take a look at it. Right. And when I looked at this drug... Well, let's the, go back. EOB. Okay. Evaluation uh, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, benefits. Right. It's basically what they paid right. and what Medicare covered. And I saw that in the uh, infusion center, which obviously was hospital owned, the charge for the drug for the one shot was $15,868. For the $1,300 drug. For the $1,300 <laughs> drug. But Medicare paid 700 on the drug at the infusion center, right. plus one hundred and ninety dollars for the injection itself, and Got the, it. and the if the, she had a supplement and was at straight Medicare or even in a Medicare Advantage plan, all she would have had was her copay. Wow, no, and so that's that's hugely valuable. Yep. And yep. how did, how did she find? Just her doctor told her this, or who told her this? I, I think she indicated that a friend, a friend who was in the medical field told her yep. that if you'll access that in an infusion center, you might not have to pay that thirteen hundred dollars for a drug. Well, I, I hope that we have some listeners out there that can benefit from that story because that it's a tremendous, tremendous savings. Absolutely. And, and you're not doing anything that you weren't doing before. You had the same coverage. But you just didn't know where the delivery was. It kind of lines up, though, with some of the discussions we've had about in-facility treatment, like in-hospital treatment versus outpatient facilities and how those are charged differently and and really, really mark up a large percentage of the medical costs that we've been talking about. Exactly. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned uh, that uh, companies spent two and a half billion dollars on basically five uh, comorbidities. But, you know, the uh, the problems with health care are affecting all Americans today. The uninsured and the insured, the unemployed and the working, children and retirees, single individuals and families, from access to preventative care and the high cost of medical treatment, there are so many issues today affecting Americans. No question. No question. And when we we did a study and uh, looked, found out that 56% of Americans access their health care through their employer. Right. Eight percent through private market. Twenty two percent of American are on Medicaid. There's another four percent covered by other public sources, meaning those co-ops and and some of those things. And then 10 percent completely uninsured, which it may be a little lower than that today. Mm -hmm. I think the uninsured rates around seven percent. But, you know, the Congressional Budget Office projected that even with all the things that we're doing, that by 2023, over a decade after the Affordable Care Act came out, that there would still be 31 million uninsured people in America. Right, right. So not not this dramatic decrease down to zero that was pretty much promised. Exactly. You know, so many Americans feel like they're paying more but getting less from their health care due to the rising premiums that they're paying today. And many people have actually had to back off coverage in their own employer coverage and end up paying higher copays as a result of that. Right. Well, you say that they feel like, I mean, that's, it's a reality. It is. They are yeah. paying more and getting less. I mean, Good there's, point. there's no question about it. And it's, it's frightening as, you know, people, as they're entering the workforce, they're also likely, you know, growing a family. Right. And those expenses aren't going to go down. And so when you walk into, you know, with the ACA and people walking and getting their their first year, getting their uh, their coverage, when then the second year seeing how much it increased, but there was no change in their coverage. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the 
dollar that we're chasing over and over again to yeah. figure out where where's it going. Right. And, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this uh, political arena, but I want to explain, you know, liberals generally believe that the only way to fix the health care system is for government to operate it the way Canada, United Kingdom, and many others in a universal health care system. Conservatives contend, though, that the American government is wholly unequipped to take on such a huge endeavor, and even if it were, the resulting bureaucracy would be terribly inefficient like most government programs. Yep. So I think that that really states where we are today in the political arena. Well, it does, and, and we talk about this a lot with our friends and at dinner parties or hanging out and... You know, they say, well, why, you know, why can't we just have government-run health care? You know, what's, what's the right. big deal? Canada has it. How many people in Canada? I have no 35, idea. 35 million? Something Probably like that. in 35, the, 40 the, million The, the UK, yeah. Yeah. under 70 million. Of I course. mean, these are not yeah. numbers that like equal the US. what we U.S. That's and right. I think our biggest issue in the U.S. is the U.S. isn't just one thing. There's right. regional right. differences. There's population densities that tremendously differ along, mm-hmm. you know, different different states. And you right. can't have one fix for all those different situations. Exactly. Well, you know, the uh, and again, the liberals uh, have their opinion and the conservatives. They're probably a little more optimistic because they believe that the current system can be fixed with reform measures such as promoting competition between health insurance and pharmaceutical companies and reforming the Medicare payment system, which I think is underway today, as well as establishing clear standards for what is quality. Right. And you deal with that every day, Dr. Mark. Well, I tell you, the only reason the standards of quality have become so out there, they've always been important, but the reason they're so out there and important in the discussions today at the government level is that the, the connection between lower costs and higher quality of care exactly. has been made. Yep. So they're recognizing that, well, you know what? Actually, it's not necessarily just more expensive to do, do better medicine. Right. It actually saves money. So that's the, that's the only impetus there. Exactly. Which and is a great one. I mean, I'm not, is, I'm not knocking it. That's a great yeah. conversation. But, you know, when you really break it down, how does the average consumer take in all this health care media thrown at them and understand and make a plan that fits their needs and lifestyle? I mean, they can't. I mean, they really, they really can't. I mean, it's just, no, it's just like how do you pick a political candidate to vote for? And there's so many stories and so much uh, fake news and so many things you have to chase around and figure out yourself. It's too complicated. I mean, I have my own theories. I, I have to figure out how many shows we have to have before I throw out the Dr. Mark theory of how to fix things. But, but I tell you, the reality is not how much is spent. It's, you know, we need to follow the trail of the money. Right. And figure out where it's supposed to go. Healthcare is different than any other industry. It has different requirements. And most of all, it's much, much more personal than many no other things. It's is your supermarket important? Absolutely. But it's not as personal as your healthcare visit. And the way profit is taken in healthcare has to be looked at. And this isn't new news. This is something that's been talking they've been talking about politically since the eighties. And the answer to it was, yeah, you're right. We need to make sure the doctors don't make too much money. Exactly. And and that accounts for, what, 7% of our health care expenditure. Right. So that's my pre-break soapbox. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, Dr. Mark and uh, Larry, we're, we're coming up towards the end of our first segment. We love our audience, and I need to recognize Kathy and Lake Mary, who shared that uh, question earlier today with Larry. 
about uh, the $13,000 uh, pharmaceutical. Right. Um, another reminder, we have one line open right now, so please call 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. Thank you, and we'll be right back. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. COVID-19 impacting your practice? Patients' visits down? Elective procedures pushed out? rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Chronic care management? Remote patient monitoring? medication management, behavioral health screenings. Interested? RxToLive.com. Better yet, call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. 609-605-6859. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems, and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors, brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Concerned about COVID-19, MRSA, Candida, C. diff, and more? Healthcare systems across the U.S. trust Curis disinfection systems to protect patients and staff. Curis delivers high-level disinfection products for hospitals, surgical centers, clinics, physicians' offices, and dental suites. Curis means disinfection. Go to curissystem.com, C-U-R-I-S-S-Y-S-T-E-M, or 1-800-928-8708. Dr. Thomas, please report to the ICU. In every healthcare facility, there's an invasion underway. Pathogens are entering, colonizing, and infecting patients and caregivers, causing extended stays and readmissions. Many pathogens come in on shoe soles, grabbing a free ride into patient care areas and other sensitive locations. That's why there's Healthy Soul a UVC-powered medical technology that in just eight seconds kills up to 99.99% of the dangerous pathogens on the soles of footwear. The same effective UVC technology that decontaminates whole rooms can now target shoe soles. Independent clinical studies and lab testing prove it. Add healthy sole to your infection prevention practices today. Stop pathogen spread in its tracks. Healthy Soul. Visit Healthy Soul. That's healthy, S-O-L-E dot com today. Smart prevention, fewer pathogens, healthy soul. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. We have a special guest today, a Central Florida healthcare leader and a friend of both Larry and Dr. Mark. Larry, please introduce our special guest. Yeah, we are thrilled today to have Dr. Sam Martin 
who is a vascular surgeon who has spent 49 years in the Orlando market. He specializes in both cardiovascular disease, surgery, internal medicine, vascular surgery, and in the last decade has become board certified in phlebology, which is basically vein care. Uh, Welcome, Dr. Martin. It's great to be with you, Larry. Uh, I feel honored uh, having known you and Mark for many, many years and knowing the leadership you have uh, demonstrated through the Independent Physicians Network and also John uh, with the Orlando Medical News, who's been always right at the forefront of really acknowledging the uh, private practice of medicine and everything. So I feel appreciation at being asked, and I certainly think you all are to be acknowledged for your leadership role. That's really kind of you to say, and it means a lot coming from you, because as Larry said, I've known you my whole career here and looked up to you and really enjoyed getting to know you and seeing all the amazing things that you've uh, you've done in this town. And you haven't uh, haven't done it with plenty of battles and fights that uh, took took a lot of intelligence, smart moves, a lot of calmness, and it's really yeah. it's been a pleasure working with you all these years. Yeah, you know, I've done I've known Dr. Martin since the late '80s. Wow! And uh, it's just a delight to have you on Healthcare Now this morning, Dr. Martin. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, your experience, and your current practice? Sure, Larry. Uh, I have been in the Orlando area since 1978. I came and was very fortunate into working with a group of gentlemen uh, doing predominantly general surgery, but I was bringing vascular surgery into the Orlando area as the first fellowship-trained vascular surgeon. And uh, then from there, I have watched the healthcare picture in Orlando as it has developed, uh, I have to say, as you and I have discussed and with Mark, it's been a little disappointing to some of us on the, if you will, front line and the uh, specialist at just exactly where medicine has started going. Uh, we know that, and as I experienced in residency, some of the effects of Medicare, it was a wonderful, if you will, pick-me-up for people who are retiring and needed something more, but it interjected a, uh, another outside influence on the doctor-patient relationship. I uh, am a fourth-generation doctor. I learned a great deal from my grandfather and his brother, who were practicing practitioners in a small town, and it was all about that doctor-patient relationship with the trust that in, was entailed in that and the uh, really team sort of concept of we're going to do this and uh, instilling confidence in people. And so I've always really ascribed to that. Well, with the 80s, when you and I got to know each other, or started getting to know each other, I saw and appreciated the fact that uh, medicine was becoming so complex that we had to uh, depend on health care administrators who were non-medical but had trained in business, et cetera, to help us navigate the complexities of delivery system. Uh, but unfortunately, that group became somewhat autonomous and self-serving and uh, was ever-increasing. And I honestly feel uh, that I think, as you and I have expressed, that this group in self-serving has significantly increased the cost of medicine. And they went from assisting the physicians, guiding us through those, if you will, somewhat uh, uh, tumultuous uh, 
if we are waves and things, to actually controlling. And they literally uh, controlled, uh, if you will, the medical environment, particularly from the hospital setting. And uh, with that, uh, they dictated uh, how patient care was to be performed frequently, even without the input of physicians. And this has been a little disheartening because uh, as you, uh, Mark, and uh, Larry and I have discussed at times, uh, sometimes we feel that uh, some of these decisions are made on the basis of uh, things that really aren't always in the best interest of what we feel is patient care. And they've right. increased the expense of that care and everything. Uh, That's and a lot of the topics a lot of the topics that we actually touch on. And, you know, yeah. it's interesting your perspective on the changes that have occurred. I mean, in, in my shorter time here, so I'm about, uh, I came in uh, 1997, but even mm-hmm. with, with that 20-plus years, I've seen sort of cycles develop. And I was interested to yeah. see, like, what, what your pattern recognition is on the, on some of the changes from a high level. Right, right. Well, again, I think that we're constantly struggling to be able to do what we feel is the, in the best interest of the patient, uh, getting authorization. And you've faced that, I'm sure, a little bit right. in surgery. Uh, again, we're not taken at our word necessarily. And there's always this... Uh, sense of trying to string something out or go back and forth, delaying care and everything. Uh, that's what the perception in my case is as we go forward. So it's been more a progression of a little bit of meddlesome things in the beginning and it's it's sort of just taken that trajectory or have you seen, were there any, any periods of time where you thought there was some light at the end of the tunnel going in a different direction? I mean, politics change, people change, but this train keeps keeps running. Well, interestingly, Mark, you know, and you mentioned the 90s. In the 90s, we had the uh, advent of the HMO, and in that, we saw the hospitals go on a buying spree of doctors' practices. They were paying large sums of money. They were getting the doctors in, but then they found that their productivity wasn't high. So the doctors sorted started distancing themselves from that. And then, lately, we've seen another wave, as you call it, of uh, uh, hospitals controlling medicine by buying doctors' practices and setting up internal referral networks, plus the fact they've added to the cost of care the facility fee and everything. And this... You know, as a person goes into that system, they not only pay the facility fee for their primary care physician, but for every specialist they might see, and also for any testing that's done. And this can add 20, 30, even 50 percent to what would be the normal bill. And to them, obviously, it entails a higher copay. Yeah, you know, Dr. Martin, we, uh, we've spent, this is our sixth show, so we're still kind of new at this, but Everything that we're trying to do in talking about healthcare now and the truth about U.S. healthcare is really building consumers and patients to become educated healthcare consumers. And I think what you're talking about hits right to the core of what Dr. Mark and I've been talking about for five weeks about knowledge of how to access care in a more higher quality and more cost effective way. And and I think you have a unique perspective because not only 
do you <clears> share <throat> right now in working in a lot of outpatient centers and in some of the facilities that, that you have more control over, but that's not your DNA. I mean, you came into this as a vascular surgeon right. with the needs of the hospitals <clears> and the ERs, and you were really at beck and call to do whatever needed to be done for the patient and didn't have another place or, you know, other, another forum to practice your skills. So that's, I mean, that's what's really excited to hear, hear your feelings on this. And, you know, Mark, the disappointment is that at one time, uh, doctors, in some cases, owned hospitals. They came yes. together, owning a hospital, and it was. And there were times when the idea was flirted with uh, over at Princeton Hospital, yes. even mm-hmm. Lucerne Hospital. Well, the problem is, uh, if you will, government came in and said we could not do that. Right. Although it's been shown numerous times that when doctors control the hospital, it was more attuned to the patient and things ran in a much more efficient way. And yet we have been, if you will, stifled in any thought of doing that. So we've come to accept that and everything, but the hospital is still the uh, gorilla in the room. Now, the wonderful thing, as I see it, we've talked about, is the Trump uh, dictum that uh, was enacted in January regarding uh, transparency. And right. what? And there was an excellent article that Larry and I were discussing just a few days ago that came out in the Wall Street Journal showing, and the title was, How Much Does a C-Section Cost? At one hospital, anywhere from 6000 to $60,000. And it showed very methodically how these costs that these insurance companies, uh, if you will, negotiate with the hospital can be just incredibly uh, discrepant depending on areas of the country, possibly income groups, Medicaid, Medicare versus private pay and everything, and it is discouraging, but now we have this transparency. Now, it's not without a fight, because the hospitals are fighting it tooth and nail, and everything. Mayo has not yet capitulated, neither has HCA, others, but it's going to happen, and hopefully this, as you referred to it earlier, Mark, another wave will come, where as you guys, and I just stand back and congratulate you, are, we, as Larry said, are going to end form the yeah. patient. Sam, it's we're going to be a process. We're going to take gonna you. We're going to take you into a, a second segment because we have we have more we want to say, and we need to jump away. I'm going to turn this over to John for a minute, but we need to pick up right where we left yeah, off. Yeah, if you'll in the just next hang segment. on, we'll bring you back in just a minute after the break. Sure. I just want to remind our audience that uh, you can submit your questions for Dr. Martin or for the <coughs> the team here at four zero seven seven zero one seven four two four. Or you can email them to healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. Orlando Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Are improved patient outcomes valuable? Improved chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, all without increasing practice workload or expenses. rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Interested? 
rxtolive.com or call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. That's 609-605-6859. Orlando Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. In just eight seconds, Healthy Soul UVC kills up to 99.99% of the pathogens on the soles of shoes. HealthySole.com. Smart prevention, fewer pathogens, Healthy Soul. Mark Chayot, M.D., practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors? Brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. Concerned about COVID-19, MRSA, Candida, C. diff, and more? Healthcare systems across the U.S. trust Curis disinfection systems to protect patients and staff. Curis delivers high-level disinfection products for hospitals, surgical centers, clinics, physicians' offices, and dental suites. Curis means disinfection. Go to curissystem.com, C-U-R-I-S-S-Y-S-T-E-M, or 1-800-928-8708. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Dr. Martin, it shocked me when you uh, shared the transparency question and the cost of a C-section varying by uh, contract, anywhere from 6K to 60K. Wow. I'm going to turn you over to Dr. Mark here, and he's going to pick this up. Yeah, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is in your travels to conferences, both in the U.S. and outside the country, you know, we're, we're sort of talking a little bit about local politics and our local hospital systems. But what have you seen nationally? Are we... Is it the same trend nearly everywhere, or just like to get your your angle on that? Well, we may be a little bit ahead on managed care, uh, Mark, just because we have such a large service population uh, reflective of Disney and Universal and uh, the various attractions, SeaWorld, and all of that. Uh, we're dealing with a large number, and Rosen, uh, a large number of service-related people with who are insured and everything, and uh, it so we see a lot of focus on that, and certainly things uh, designed to hopefully hold down expenses. Unfortunately, the thing that I'm seeing, uh, Mark, in my life, and again being a little bit more senior, is that uh, the advent of the EHR, the electronic medical record. Obviously, the premise was good in the sense that it was going to give us faster communication and it was going to make it easier to for patients to have records, this and other, to say nothing of, uh, if you will, legibility and everything. But the sad part about that is it has been such a, in many cases, onerous expense 
to the uh, primary care physician or the internist who is working on tight margins and just implementing it has been very expensive. Yeah, I've, I've said this on personal, previous shows that that's the worst, yeah. my worst experience <laughs> in my life in medicine is conversion to We to talked about yeah, that a couple of shows ago. So, so you yeah. hit, hit that right on, on a hot spot. And it's diminished. It's, it's diminished productivity <clears throat> by 20 to 30 percent. Doctors are taken away from the actual eye-to-eye confrontation with the patient because they are frequently uh, documenting. And from my point, Mark, and again, what I'm seeing with my generation is I don't see very many of them around anymore. No, People no, have retired. No. They left because they said, look, I can't take all of the regulation, the macro now, the, all the AEHR. So as we read in the journals and as I talk to people at things, there's an increased degree of depression. There's an increased degree of burnout. And we're seeing that not just in physicians my age or even 10 years younger than me. We're seeing this going all the way down to the residency level yeah. no, and you're, everything. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think some you of know, the changes that you occurred and I, devalued what, what yeah, we thought we were doing. You and I, Mark, we had at least the relief of being able to go into an operating room and being able to get away from all the, if you will, complexities, pressures, this, that, and the other. You know, that I felt was our sacred space, and they couldn't get to us, so to speak. You know, there's, there's, some, there's to, some real irony there I think our listeners right. can pick up on, because the last place they want to be is in the, in the operating room, and they would think that that's the most stress that you and I would experience in our, our medical careers would be what we have in the operating room. But you point out yeah. very accurately is that's our, our safe haven in many ways, because we do, we do know that we've been trained and we have more control over over that environment right. than anywhere else. It's kind let of, me, kind let of me, sad. Let me change gears. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I'd love to listen to you two surgeons talk all afternoon, but let's change gears. I don't know that I believe them, but okay. okay. <laughs> but let's change gears for a minute. And uh, I know that, Dr. Martin, you were a vascular surgeon for well over 30 years. And then later yeah. in your career, you became board certified in not only wound management, but phlebology, which is the practice of vein care. Tell us a little bit about what your motivation was and a little bit about your vein care centers here in Central Florida today. Well, thank you, Larry. Uh, You know, I've loved uh, the practice of uh, vascular surgery. Unfortunately, I sometimes refer to it as palliative surgery, and for the audience that means uh, really just sort of putting a patch on things because most of our practice was dealing with arterial disease and arterial disease is largely avoidable and avoidable by patients having good habits and the biggest of those was smoking and unfortunately 90% of our patients smoked and despite all efforts and despite struggles at uh, taking care of them and taking care of the problems that were occasioned by that many of them could not uh, get away from that. I got interested in wounds because I felt that our community, the Central Florida area, was very underserved. They were being handled in a very unorganized fashion, many times by people who had no familiarity with the pathophysiology of wounds. So a number of us set up what was the first wound care center, and I was elected and selected to be the uh, director, which I held for about eight years. Well, when I took that position, I came to see that uh, 50% of the wounds we dealt with were wounds occasioned by vein. 
something called venous insufficiency. And these are wounds down around the ankle and frequently associated with swelling. And it was a very underappreciated area. And doctors, uh, primary care physicians, uh, be they family practice internists, had been trained well in the taking care of heart, hypertension, diabetes, whatever, but did not have much of a background there. And so when you mentioned vein, the uh, knee-jerk response was, oh, cosmetic. Well, it's not cosmetic. Surely the woman that's had three children and now has these bulging varicose veins, she is concerned about the way it looks. But this is something that is cumulative over time with gravity. And unfortunately, we can't escape gravity, and it causes a progression of this, not only in the sense of, if you will, unsightliness and lack of self-esteem because of it, but also there are progressive skin changes lower in the leg. And having gone and been consulted in nursing facilities, I came to see that so many of these people sitting around, unfortunately, at a latter and, if you will, autumn of their life, were sitting there with swollen legs and legs that had problems. And I said, wow. And so I became interested in Vane. Vane was always, to vascular surgeons, the ugly stepsister. No one really, they sometimes, vascular surgeons sometimes dealt with them, but they didn't really want to deal with them. You know, Dr. Martin, uh, one of the the things that uh, I saw a report on recently, it's the three main problems, the largest problems in healthcare today was diabetes, cardiovascular, and back and neck pain. And I find it interesting that number two is cardiovascular, which is exactly what you're talking about. Right. And again, so many people think cardiovascular as being, quote, the heart. Well, it's heart, it's stroke, it's, if you will, peripheral artery disease called PAD, but very much more so, it is vein problems, and vein problems we can't escape from. The most vulnerable are women who have children. With the first pregnancy, you've got a 30% chance. With two or more, it goes up to 50%. Men start catching up with them, and there it's possibly inheritance, possibly weight, obese people, or overweight people are much more vulnerable to it and everything, and then it's occupational. And in my case, as a surgeon, I was told that I was vulnerable to that, and I had been wearing compression stockings. I've had two partners and uh, other associates who didn't wear stockings and ended up having to have uh, procedures done on them and everything. So there is an ability to avoid some of the most significant, if you will, complications or results of vein. But It is something that we need to acknowledge, we need to know more about, not just the patient, but doctors who are handling the patient's care and everything. Uh, I see patients who have that discoloration of the lower leg, and they say, yeah, I've mentioned that to two or three doctors, and they say, nothing to do. Well, no, this is rather advanced uh, care. So when I did wound care, I became interested in it. I felt this was a very underserved population. Now, as I've tried to work with some of the wound care centers in the Central Florida now, frequently many of them will treat them, treat them with things like compression and things, yet they don't treat the underlying source. And thus, we are making a big push in my 
organization, vascular vein centers, to take care of these wounds in this uh, group of people. Because again, we've got to think, as we look at patients, as we look at the future, we've got to think about health and preventative. That, so to speak, stitch in time to save nine. It's so true. And if we can engage the patient, and this is such a part of my practice, is relationship. I learned this from my grandfather and my great uncle. It's relationship and trust. And if we can engage the patient and get them to understand through, as you say, Larry, information, understand and be able to relate to that, then we can get them to not only buy into what we're doing for them, but for the future, because we're all going to reach that age in be it 70s, be it 80s, where we're not going to be what we are today. And we need to do these little things to keep us on a health line rather than a decline. Dr. Martin, this is John, and we're coming up on a hard break. Um, We'd be remiss if we did not thank you for joining our show. Um, I believe you have seven locations in, uh, in Central Florida. College Park, Kissimmee, the Villages, Davenport, Haines City, Rockledge, Vieira, Waterford Lakes, and Lake Mary. Am I correct? You are correct, John. And we have a website, bestveintreatment.com, where people can go and, I hope, be educated. I think I have made a big effort, and the people that work with me, to really present something that the patient can understand in thinking about their own situation. Okay, and for our um, older audience, or I should say more mature, 407-244-8559, am I correct? You are, John. Okay, thank you, Dr. Martin. I want to remind our audience, this show exists for you. Please share your questions with us at 407-701-7424 or email us at healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. In just eight seconds, Healthy Soul UVC kills up to 99.99% of the pathogens on the soles of shoes. HealthySole.com. Smart prevention, fewer pathogens, Healthy Soul. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. COVID-19 impacting your practice? Patients visits down, elective procedures pushed out? rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, Behavioral health screenings. Interested? RxToLive.com. Better yet, call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. 609-605-6859. Orlando Medical News. Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at OrlandoMedicalNews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Are you 
you concerned about health care skyrocketing expenses? Monthly premiums approaching $2,000? Out-of-pocket expenses up 50% the past 10 years? Introducing Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Join the discussion. 7 to 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 950 and FM 94.9. Co-hosted by IPN's Mark Chayette and Larry Jones and Orlando Medical News' John Kelly. Concerned about COVID-19, MRSA, Candida, C. diff, and more? Healthcare systems across the U.S. trust Curis disinfection systems to protect patients and staff. Curis delivers high-level disinfection products for hospitals, surgical centers, clinics, physicians' offices, and dental suites. Curis means disinfection. Go to curissystem.com, C-U-R-I-S-S-Y-S-T-E-M, or 1-800-928-8708. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Our next guest is Nick DiOrio, the Atlantic Coast Director of Sales and Business Development with Healthy Soul Inc. Nick has enjoyed a 25-year career in healthcare sales and involvement in the commercialization and implementation of multiple novel technologies with a concentration in infection control and prevention products. Previous to Healthy Soul, Nick's experience includes well-established multinational companies as well as startups, MP, Medflex, Irisep, and Aerogen. Welcome, Nick. What exactly is Healthy Soul, and what is the applications? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Healthy Soul is a seven-year-old private organization. Uh, We make products that utilize well-known UVC technology that safely and effectively kills uh, the pathogens that we're, uh, that we're all talking about nowadays. Um, the, the, the unique thing about Healthy Soul is in the name, S-O-L-E, um, we're specific targeting footwear. We got some varied footwear in the room here. I don't know. I can I, they, <laughs> since we're we're radio, I, I've got my boots on. Yeah, here, Texas so, boots on. Today. So yeah, somebody's got to have some tennis shoes. So tell, tell us a little bit more in detail. I know the audience is interested. Yeah, what it is, it's, it's ultraviolet light that we're all hearing about on the on the news nowadays, right. dealing with what we're dealing with uh, uh, across the country and the world with with the virus situation. Um, it's proven technology. Um, Healthy Soul is a device, very simple to use. Uh, it's uh, made of uh, 304 stainless steel grade high gauge uh, steel. Uh, you stand on this device, you line up your feet for eight seconds. You're either doing it right or wrong. It'll tell you if you're doing it right or wrong with a red or green uh, uh, mark. Um, once you get the green check, you stand on there for eight seconds and your shoes have been basically sanitized. Dr. Mark, have you used anything like this in the operating room so there's in a, the past? As I said, there's a, a number of the of UVC products out there. I think the one that's been around the longest is something that you actually put into a room and then mm-hmm. close the doors yeah. or have motion detectors because that's something you don't want to have right. have that UVC exposure to uh, to skin or eyes. Right. Uh, and so that, that everything that is within its shed light, per se, is covered. Mm-hmm. And you get like a 99 point something percent the clearance, right? I mean, it's, it's not just 99%. It depends on yeah. shadowing, and we can get in all the particulars, but yeah, 99.99% yep. is what you're looking and at. And then, you know, as household uses, you know, people put them in their UVC in their air conditioner ducts, and mm-hmm. so it knocks out mold, right? Is that, Absolutely. That kind of thing. I so, just had that conversation with my air conditioning yep. company just recently. Yep, so yeah, right. yeah. Always interested yep. to see what, what that, that really is about. But here, mm-hmm. so we're really bringing it very close to 
the person. Mm-hmm. And so how does that differ in, you know, what, what are we covering? What are our risks? That kind of thing. Well, the risks are minimal. There is very little light that's leaked out. If you were to look at the device, it's you're, you're standing on a couple of cutout feet prints. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, a shield that deflects any leaking light. Let's call it leaking light. Right. Um, it's on for eight seconds. There's no uh, issues of any uh, too much exposure or anything like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. And lab studies show that we're killing 99.99% of, of certain pathogens. Yeah. So one of the studies that came out some years ago uh, was about lab coats mm-hmm. and looking at physicians and healthcare professionals walking into from room to room to room with the same lab coat. Mm-hmm. And so that it got pretty popular to, yep, as stethoscopes as well, it got yeah. pretty popular for us to get rid of our lab coats. Right. So how does this relate to that garment carriage, you know, into a you know, dirty to clean environment? Well, you know, here's a, a, a comical observation. Remember the Peanuts character, Pigpen, oh, yeah. right? Pigpen, Always sure. walking around with a dusty cloud sure. around him. Right. Just think about, what, you know, it, there's some truth in that, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to walk and we had an infrared camera on you, you would see some air turbulence and it would turn up some dust and, and particles. Right. And then that's aerosolizing whatever's on those particles. So right. we're getting them up in the air. They're floating around. We don't know how long they're floating around, but if they're on the ground, they can land up on the table onto equipment. And there's studies out there that now have shown that um, they have migrated from the floor to bed rails, to the linen, to high touch points in a, in a patient's room, um, all the way out of that room to adjoining rooms and to the nurse's stations. Right. Um, and this is maintaining daily cleansing and cleaning of these rooms and maintenance uh, that uh, environmental services well, I know. are doing. We, we, they do the same kind of tracking in the operating rooms. <coughs> and right. Like one of the ways to decrease uh, post-operative infections mm-hmm. is to decrease traffic in the rooms. Makes sense, yeah. So, I mean, I would I could see that, that playing out as well. Think about the pig pen situation and then think about what your shoes have come in contact with today. Mm-hmm. Right? right. We can't change our This is why we leave our shoes at the door when we come home. I remember mom always yelling at us, hey, leave right. your shoes there. Don't come in the house with those dirty shoes. Right. So, so what's, the mar- I mean, what's the market target here? Uh, originally, it was designed for health care and long-term care, and obviously you can see the reasons for that uh, with the onset of COVID right now. Um, it's really any place you live, work, or play. Uh, we're doing work in uh, gyms, hotels, restaurants. Uh, long-term care facilities, obviously, corporate offices. Uh, we want people to feel like they're safe to come back to their work environment. They're going to be spending eight, ten hours a day there doing their job. So we're getting a lot of calls from people to say, you know, this is, we're, we're taking every precaution we can to make sure that you're working in a safer environment. What have you seen is like, so this is your technology coming in, and you're, the people that are reaching out to you are forward-thinking, they're yeah. paying attention. Mm-hmm. What other things are they mending with or melding with what you're you're bringing to them? Or what are they already doing that they may be giving up? Or well, this is another adjunct, right? right? We're not giving anything up. That's what I would think. Yeah, yeah it's it's there's no one silver bullet out there that's going to stop this stuff. It's a combination of uh, a bundle of things that are going to help reduce infections and viruses and things like that. Um, I remember 15 years ago, it was hand hygiene and hand right. sanitation, right? And you were talking about the lab coats and things like that. And anybody who works in the hospitals know about um, the the disposable scrubs now you have to ch- you know check in check, check in, in check yeah. out right uh, the lab coats are gone you got to clean your stethoscope um, all these uh, initiatives were in, uh, rolled out to help reduce avoidable occurrences like an infection a hospital acquired right. infection we're talking CHG bathing preoperative antibiotics and things like mm-hmm. that and I was a part of some of that stuff in my in my previous work life um, 
the last place that people are looking is the most overlooked spot and the dirtiest vector of pathogens is your shoes. I can see uh, people walk from their car through the parking lot right in to go do their jobs. Um, right. And well, the Nick, biggest, you know, uh, infection prevention's always been an issue, particularly in healthcare. Yeah. But I think during the pandemic, uh, it's even brought it more to light. And I saw in your uh, write-up that your prevention actually does impact and kill the pathogens dealt with COVID. Is that correct? That's right. The human coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. We had a wow. third, third party, uh, uh, actually two separate labs, uh, do a study on it, and we killed over 99.99% of that. So have you done anything different to beef this up and make awareness that uh, healthy soul inf- and can impact uh, COVID in the pandemic moving forward? We, You know, it's it's grassroots right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're a small company. We I, I'd call us a startup. Only been out there about seven years. Okay. Uh, we are manufactured here in the United States. Um, so it's myself on the East Coast. I have another gentleman on the West Coast. Uh, and we're, we're in the process of uh, developing distribution channels right now. So right now it's word of mouth, grassroots. Um, like I said, I've had a, a long career uh, in, in, in medical device and, and novel technologies, and I'm just kind of relying back on uh, some of my old relationships to say, hey, you know, let's take a look at this. Most recently we just did a, a, a panel discussion with some uh, nationally recognized uh, infection control uh, leaders, uh, East Coast to West Coast. And I'll tell you, initially it was like they thought it was a little – quirky, maybe gimmicky. There is evidence out there. We have clinical evidence. We have white papers out there that show we reduce um, the pathogen spread. Um, it opened their eyes. Um, they're really excited about this. Well, evidently, there was a CDC report that came out talking about footwear and pathogens that yeah. are being carried, and evidently you guys have addressed that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those simple things. You just don't realize where they could be coming from, and then all of a sudden you got to look at everything that we've been doing in the hospital. Nowadays, is now being done outside the hospital. Right. We're wearing PPE outside. Yeah. We're washing our hands constantly. I see this thing as the next doormat to... Well, I was, I was just going to ask. I yeah. think our listeners are probably sitting there thinking, like, well, how do I, how do I access this, and what, what kind of, what kind of yeah. non-commercial price point would they be looking at? Well, Dr. Mark, let me ask you something, <laughs> because MRSA is a big deal in the hospital. Right. And evidently, this product can, in fact, contain... MRSA? Right. So, the, yeah, UVC absolutely yeah. kills MRSA. It mm-hmm. kills C. diff if it has C. enough diff. exposure to yep. it. E. coli. E. coli. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, I'm looking right in front of us, and there's this one of these Lysol wipe cans, and, and it reminds me of the conspiracy theory that when somebody grabbed one of those and looks, says, look, this this was made in 2018. It says it kills coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, well, right. there, there are plenty of coronaviruses <laughs> in 2018. Just right. different games. So. Yeah, well, that's right. The thing to realize, right, when you're looking at the spectrum of pathogens, Viruses are on the bottom of it. The, the tougher right. things are on top. Right? Oh, for sure. The C. diff. and C. diff is probably the toughest. Right. And, and as you can see by our third-party results, we do a pretty good job at that. Nick, right. we're coming up on a hard break in the end of our show. How can our audience uh, reach out and contact you? I know a lot of primary care providers in this market have seen their patient traffic down, and this might be uh, an enhancement to their practice. Yeah, absolutely. You can reach me. I'm local. Uh, my phone number is 321 321- Two zero zero three zero eight two, or by email ndiorio at healthysoul.com. That's N-D-E-O-R-I-O at healthysoul.com. Thank you, Nick. I need to recognize our sponsors and advertising partners who make this show possible. 
John Fogarty with Rx to Live, Francis Grinstead with Cura Systems, Diana Sicato with Sicato Films, Nick DiOrio, our guest today with Healthy Soul, Larry Jones with the Integrated Independent Physicians Network, Dr. Mark with Pediatric Surgery PA, and John Kelly, myself, with Orlando Medical News. And a final reminder, if you have questions after the show, please call us at 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. Larry and Dr. Mark, any final thoughts? Larry, take it. Yeah, we'll continue our discussion on educating healthcare consumers and discussing issues about the truth about the U.S. healthcare system. And the one thing I like to leave with you at the end of our show is the greatest gift you can give your family in the world is a healthy you. See you next week. See you next week, guys. Thanks. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.